ASEA show show for January 2021. How goes it, everybody? How's it going? Oh my god, I fucking... I mean, I guess the peak of the pandemic. Do I have a new fucking COVID constraint? Constraint? Strain? Or some shit in my body? That I don't know about? Although I tested negative for the fucking 18th time ever since this motherfucking thing began. I left my fridge door open for about two hours. You know, I... I don't know how I did that. I'm having a mental gap. Am I having a? Am I having a subconscious, you know, denial of like having a fridge? Am I, is this a van life thing? You know, which I'm gonna get to in a little bit. But goddamn, man, like the fucking zero caffeine, zero sugar, zero calorie soda that I got the Zavita was it? Zavita or whatever Zeva? You know that one that's called. Uh, I I was like, dude, it's half warm, man. It's not. It's not awfully warm, but it's like it's not fucking cold. So I was a little outraged, but um, how, how I hope you're doing great the, the the rest of this month that that's been happening. It feels like ages ago since I've been home now. You know, I've been sober for close to 300 and, ah, 25 days or so. You know, I'm going to crack a 365 at this point, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, whenever I crack the one-year mark, I'm going to go, like, downhill the other way for 365 days. You know, but you know, not drinking's been great. And then uh, I've been... Yeah, it's like the time just passes by. I'm not the only one who feels this way. But then uh, I'm not working out as much, although I'm working out. So I'm a little bit worried, but not exerting as much energy like I thought it was, you know. But anyways, you know, that's what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, um, I want to talk about The Bachelor a little bit because uh, before getting into the main topic of the rapid fire, holy shit balls, yo. The fucking, I cannot watch this Bachelor season, The Bachelor. Um, not only did they just awfully, awfully water down who and what Matt James is, they, the, the, the most recent episode, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, I think I said it was a week four that we did this on a Monday night. They decided to throw in five extra girls in there in the middle of the show, you know, in the, just before the rose ceremony for some fucking reason. So, which adds up the total, you know. Counting all the those that were eliminated, the first couple row ceremonies, it's 37 total women to one guy. 37! I mean, for God fucking sakes, it's one thing that you have backup stunt women, <laughs> like we did for the the Bachelorette uh, with Taisha, backup dudes. But I think a lot of the people, I saw this in a lot of the YouTube discussions and arguments, where I think most people feel the same. I don't think anyone's watching this Bachelor season, you know, continuing from the Bachelorette, and feel that these are really good seasons. What I mean by that is no one's really following the fucking rules. There's no structure to these stories. There's no consistency whatsoever. There's no character building whatsoever. It reached a point where I fucking say, dude, is Vince McMahon booking this shit? Is Vince Russo from 2000? Bro, like 2000 WCW? Is that is this that kind of level of like terrible booking? BK, you and your wrestling references. What the fuck are you talking about? Let me explain it to you. The problem, the problem with a fucking wrestling story is that even in the WWE, although they got a big money payoff from Peacock, you know, one billion dollars over five years just this Monday, because Comcast needs content for the Peacock. Is that look hot shotting an angle, hot shotting something? Just for the effect, but no, no payoff whatsoever, or elevating a character 
does not work as evidenced by many of the fucking wrestling tropes that we have seen over and over. What do you mean, BK? What the fuck did they hotshot? Number one, I'm going to go backwards. They introduced five women, five new women out of the fucking blue. Chris walks in and is like, I got to talk to you, you know, in the middle of the, the cocktail ceremony and do this shit. Why? Because the rest of the fucking girls over here were not doing shit. It was boring. It was nothing. So they decide to just like flare up and introduce the spice, you know, whatsoever, just a variation into the constant boredom. It's like, we're going to give you five new women and then you decide which one's going to make it to the rose ceremony. It was completely unfair to, you know, not only the women and participating on this, but also to us viewers. We feel like a fucking moron. This is exact wrestling booking that made absolute no sense. Like, you're just hot-shotting shit. You don't pay off until a result whatsoever, which is the win or loss. Make it easy. Who won? Who lost? Why is this person pursuing this battle to begin with? I mean, and then... They just throw tropes. It is a no disqualification match. It's a ladder match. Why is it a ladder match? Why is it a cage match? You know, the reason that it's a cage match is to fucking, it's a blow off to a feud. It's the end. And no one interferes, no one intercepts in between. It's a ladder match to have an allegory to a fucking image of climbing a ladder into the next step or the victory. It's a payoff. You introduce all these hot-shotting everything. You throw five women in there. I mean, it was already busy enough when I said in the first fucking weekend. 32 women, man. I'm like watching NFL over here, you know. And then I'll be like, I can't keep up with all the scores. And none of them get barely get any time. None of them have any character development. And then none of them follow the fucking rules. So there's some booing. I'm leaving. Or, I, I love you, so I came back. That shit's gonna happen again probably on this fucking bachelor for some reason. Some girl, like, I feel like I've been wrongly put off. I love you. Because it's a bubble, so they don't fucking leave right away. So only villain that we really built up was Queen Tori. And then also, I guess the dildo girl Katie from Renton, Washington, is a fucking hero going up against this queen knucklehead out of socal i'm just like look the the so five girls getting introduced out of nowhere and two of them somehow make it through i just or one at least the miss puerto rico the true queen shows up okay fine but i it better pay off into somewhere like it made absolute no sense just like fucking side tackling and adding them Going backwards was like the shock value coming in. I just go, look, the dildo girl, Katie. I just go, look, if you have the freaky girls in this show, like the chicken girl that I talked about five years ago or some shit, I just go like, look, chicken girl gets eliminated there. But they love chicken. Where does it go from there if you were to continue? You already established this girl as a crazy cuckoo who loves chicken. Katie walks in with a fucking dildo. Oh, you may, I use it whenever I want to just stress off. And I just go like, and then... She didn't get eliminated, and then she somehow is, like, passionate about it. I just go, like, look, if you're going to introduce a wacky, it needs to build onto something as a villain, or you build up to something to reveal the person over the course of this journey that this girl's batshit, you know, crazy and bad or something. You don't start right off the bat, and then you come down to the tamer level to the truer self. It makes no absolute fucking sense. So I cannot take Katie seriously. And then blah, 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 blah. And then like, I don't know who's a good girl at this point. Even Abigail, she doesn't even get a fucking showtime. 
But basically, you started with 32 women who don't get enough time, you know, which is a legitimate complaint. But on the, even from the editing floor of things, I just go, I'm absolutely learning nothing about any of these motherfuckers, you know, except Queen Tori is like, she's just playing into the gimmick so much. I just go, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't think she's that pretty anyway. She's got the fucking trunk legs of a fucking redwood tree up in fucking Redwood, California, right? She looks like one of those hunk tree legs that she got. She's like, she's got whatever. So she's thick, Okay. But other than that, and she's a villain, and then some people got bullied out, and the rest of these young girls, they're just like, I don't care. I don't give a shit, you know? And then I lost interest in Abigail and all these other girls. And then they just introduced these five. So I guess, like, we are going to start shit up. And I just go, you're just doing it for the shock out of a shock value that doesn't pay off into anything, which is the greatest problem in wrestling also. It's like, you're just doing shock matches out of shock matches for no fucking reason. You're not building anybody. And worst of all, Matt James... Black or white, Asian or brown, dude, this dude is boring as fuck. This guy has adds absolutely nothing. He doesn't introduce anything new. I again, I stand by my fucking statement. He's the worst person to be picked as a fucking bachelor, as a first black bachelor. You just, it just looks like ABC's virtue signaling to the next level. It's just like, oh, we picked him because he's black. What else? I mean, I don't want to wait till the fucking family visit, the hometown visit. I don't give a shit at this point, man. But anyways, wow, I can't believe I spent 10 minutes on that topic. All right, oh, I'm going to get off that uh, my soapbox over there. So uh, wait a minute. What's, wait a minute. Is that a, is that a, is that a music? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hang on. Hang on, I got to get off this uh, fucking soapbox over here as soon as fast because it's, uh, it's a rapid fire time, everybody. Rapid fire time. Here we go. So boom. Bucks versus the Chiefs. Uh, I really don't know. My heart says the Bucks, but then uh, no one has ever won back to back in a fucking championship, in the Super Bowl championship back to back since uh, Patriots and Brady in 0304. So I don't know. I'm gonna say come back next week, just before the Super Bowl weekend. All right, number two, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. This match just got announced that they're gonna have a boxing match uh, between the celebrity Jake. And the former UFC fighter Ben Askren. Who do I think is going to win? Is this even a fucking question? Are you serious, man? Are you fucking serious? Ben Askren. He was like, look, Jake Paul looked good. He knocked out a former basketball player, but I just feel like, what? So what? Who gives a shit? Um, I hope Jake gets knocked out. But then, you know, he's like the Queen Tory out of Bachelor, okay? He's the villain. Uh, Connor, will he come back in the MMA first or go to... What's his face? Fighting uh, boxing with Manny Pacquiao. <sighs> UFC's gotta allow this to happen. You know, for Connor to go boxing. So I'm gonna say he's gonna come back and uh, fight somebody in UFC fast because, you know, Connor, as much as either the last fight I really didn't care for, uh, he looked good. I saw clips of it. He looked good until he got fucking knocked the fuck out. He doesn't have the chain chin. My age, 32, he's not getting any younger. So either he needs to get his rep in or he needs to get fucking paid. Because of the US, UFC limitation, I'm just going to say he's going to come back and have a quick fight just to recover. Kind of like the Don Cerrone one. So that Don Cerrone. Alright, so I'm going to say he's going to come back and fight the MMA. Who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, Kurt Schilling in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes or no? No. From my... I, if you don't know, uh, on the Tuesday, the January 26th, Oh, that's my um, so, 
no one from the Baseball Writers Association elected uh, any of the former baseball players to get into the Hall of Fame. And then the, I think the Veterans Committee, Players Committee, they call it, didn't pick anyone either. So really, this is the first time since 1960, no one uh, is going to be induced into the Hall of Fame, basically. Um, Kurt Schilling, 3,000 3, strikeouts. You know, polit- politics, bigotry aside, I never saw him as a dominant, consistent guy. He had that one good season in Arizona and then wrecking up numbers in the early 2000s, but I don't put Kurt Schilling in the same level. Oh, shit, the rapid fire was so short, so... I'm going to leave it there, unfortunately. So the music stopped. Music stopped. So uh, Kurt Schilling's not a Hall of Famer. So what is the main thing I wanted to talk about today? Well, 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 well. I didn't really have a topic other than going off and on and on about the fucking Bachelor and then the terrible writing and then the terrible show editing and then the terrible storyline telling they're doing. It's a van life. Yes, the van life. You see, especially with the pandemic and then the West Coast, the high living cost that's out in the Californias especially, uh, apparently there is not a van life going on out there. And then, uh, you know, aside from, you know, I, I gotta say, I said this a couple weeks ago, when I, what, what the hell was I talking about? I don't remember, but I said, I said something along the lines of, you know, white people have too much fucking freedom. <laughs> I say the same thing about van life. And then, uh, you know, the longest time I said that, if I, if and when, I don't know, if I ever get a family and then got to holler a bunch of kids, y'all kids, uh, and then dropping off them in a school or something, I'm not driving a van. I'm not driving an SUV. I want to get a fucking Sprinter van from Mercedes. And I say, I still drive Mercedes. Because uh, one story related to a cargo van or the Sprinter van. So back in Austin, in Austin, you know, when I was back in the last job over in Seattle, I had a couple opportunities go to Austin and then rent a car. And for some fucking reason, both times I have the cars that are kind of memorable. First time I was there, I drove a Jeep Patriot, clunk of metal. I hated it. Second time I went, I don't want to drive a Jeep Patriot again. So the only choice I had was a Ford Transit. <laughs> it was it was awesome, yo. I love Ford Transit. It was like hollering shit. And then I looked like a delivery driver because it was a blue van. And then one day I had my Blue Jays hat on, the blue one, and then a blue shirt. I look like a fucking delivery driver that I got shit on with the people I was in the car with. But anyways, it was a really nice car. I liked the power, all that stuff. And then what I realized from that experience driving a Ford Transit back in 2015, 16 was it, is that uh, I I really liked the ample roof space, the headspace I had. And then the amount of, you know, flexibility I have, you know, hollering more than three, four people. So ever since then, I said, instead of a generic SUV or just a family van, like a caravan or a Sedona or something, I just said, I want a Sprinter van, you know, I want a cargo van, you know, I look like, I, I, I want to look like I'm, I'm an exterminator or some shit. So, and then from there, I started looking up on the vans, you know, especially the Mercedes Sprinters, you know, those FedEx UPS ones, and I just go, man, they look nice, and then um, I, I work for GM, so I was like, you know, my dad was like, what about the GM van, yo? It's like the Chevy van. And then like, well, we don't have that anymore. It's a GMC Savannah. I'm not going to drive a Ford Transit. That's a competitor. 
but I looked at it and then I was like, dude, the Mercedes has the best like screen. It has a projection support with a CarPlay and everything. Competitor Chuck over here for a second. I work for GM. Hashtag I work for GM. But purely from the vanning experience, you know, imagining this, I, I thought about it. So anyways, I've been looking at the Mercedes Sprinter vans for a while. And then all of a sudden, all this pandemic begins. Everybody starts downsizing and wanting to travel and shit. The van life, hashtag van life, started popping up everywhere. Like, it basically is the 21st century's RV. Because RVs, ew, it's, oh, it's for the grandpas. So everybody gets a van. And then I, the YouTube has so many van life people. My God, I think some of the old bachelor couples were also on there. And then, like, I just talked about today, like, with a... Who was it, Colleen? About hey, uh, what is it? Scott Disick and the fucking Courtney had a van or the RV, you know, the van life. So now I hate the van life. <laughs> I hate the van life. That's what I want to say. I, I absolutely hate it. It makes no absolute sense, you know, because the problem is I I found it attractive as a general holiday commuter vehicle, you know, moving kids around and stuff or family members when they visit, you know. Especially the passenger van that's like eight-seater, eight-plus-seater with ample space. You can fold down the chair, all that shit. You know, it can holler people, you know? Those are nice. But then when it got to the, like, and then I briefly thought about could I live in here? If I get kicked to the curve in a relationship or marriage or something, or if I, like, all of a sudden get kicked out of my house and be like, you got to live in a car. Dude, I would rather do it in a fucking Sprinter van than a fucking just a sedan or some shit. You know what I mean? I got to, like, be able to, like, stretch my legs a little bit, right? I was thinking more in a practical utility sense why I wanted to get the Sprinter van. And then any potential of van life is really an emergency situation. But all these people, all these knuckleheads with so much freedom, you know, I, they're just downsizing and stuff and then just like hot spotting and then setting up a fucking toilet in there. I just go, dude, the cost of up cost, the upkeep of, keep of this thing is ridiculous. And then I think I saw one video. I didn't think about the van life until the YouTube somehow recommended this to me yesterday after not looking at it for three, four months. And then I just go, hey, they did a comparison between $170,000 new 2021 Mercedes Sprinter van modified versus a $40,000 that they bought. And then $40,000, that's just like just a blank template. It's like a bare-bone van you get, like a fucking bare-bone PC. You put it together, you know, that shit. And then I just go, dude, the $170,000 is so nice. Like, way you can clean the toilet, you know, the chairs that can rotate. And that's like a fucking standard at this point. You know, some, you know, dedicated AC heating, you know, the water, the you know, water output, clean water, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it's very intricate and cozy. And then I just go, look, you start from 40000 and modify on your own, you know, do, doing a fucking drywall work in the fucking inside your own fucking van, you know, and then or you just buy one, you know, and then that's going to add up to the cost anyway. I just go like, dude. I would rather go 170000 and call it a day and then, like, be good with it for the 5, 10 years, you know, at that point. But the problem is, like, 170000 holy fuck, that's a house. If I go to fucking, like, nowhere, Galveston, Texas or some shit or fucking Midland, Michigan over here, I can buy a fucking house. Why am I fucking van lifing? It's so fucking stupid, you know? It's a freedom, man. And then what do these fucking van life people do? Like, you know how many van life videos are on the fucking YouTube and Instagram? 
You know, how many of them are, how many of them are like web designers? Yeah, you get some of those people. How many of them are fucking engineers, you know, fucking flashing and then like developing a fucking firmware or something? How many of them are fucking lawyers, you know? Maybe there are some lawyers. But really, all of them come down to like, well, I downsized it and then I sell my photos on Shutterstock. You know, everyone's a photographer. Everyone's a fucking stock photo artist. You know, we're all around the nature. You know, it's like though you got the basic scenery and studio. That's all in the palm of your hands. You know, all that shit. And every fucking van has a storage for the camera and all that. I just go like, dude, is everyone going to go around influencing here? And I just, I just go, look. And then they're like loner van life people. There's a gamer van life I saw, which was hilarious. It's like gaming inside my van. I <laughs> just go, what the fuck? <laughs> just go get a room. <laughs> Why do you need to fucking Fortnite from your fucking PC? It, it's a PC. It's not a laptop. It's not even a gaming laptop. It's not even a fucking van life. I, I love your passion. It's hilarious to me. I just go, none of these are practical people. And I don't see like, I don't see that many like, Brown, black people, Asian people, van lifing. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are some. Those Californian, Korean kids or something. Something. <laughs> look at me sounding like a fucking fop. Um, but basically, I just go, look, y'all, y'all fucking spoil. You know, the income inequality is at all time high. Unemployment rate, the true unemployment rate is fucking ridiculous. We got homeless problems in this fucking world. And these people are going around van lifing and shit showing off just trying to influence. And I'm absolutely learning nothing other than these vans suck ass. And then like, I don't know how to like, like what I'm worried about is say I sleep in the back of the van, right? With a little mattress and everything. And then I just go, oh shit, I gotta go piss. You can't go out and piss. You don't have a separate room, you know? You can jump in and do it if you have a nicer one, but it's like just in general, it's like fuck. I gotta get a can ready, and then I gotta ready to. I better cap that shit, and then I better close the lid, and then throw that shit out in the morning, you know. And then I just go, the world's your fucking dumpster. <laughs> I thought it was awfully stupid. And then it's like, why do you do it? Why do they? Why do they van life? I never got a clear reason from some of these people, because I, I again, like many other things, I just say you got nothing else better to do. But BK, you're recording this shit and sharing this online. You got nothing else better to do either, probably. Uh, true in a sense, but at least I'm getting to a fucking point. Unlike these van life people, you know? And then, you know, I good for them. You can afford it. I thought about it. But not the van life. I wanted to get a fucking van. But you know what? Good for me. Because we're, cause we're going to have hordes of these vans around. Like, we have hordes of used RVs around. Maybe these are going to be fucking dirt cheap and be legacy vans in like fucking 5-10 years and after people gave up on van lifing, you know? Maybe I can find a cheap family van, you know, that I can use later. I cannot wait for the, you know, uh, that thrift shop that we're going to have. And then van life's not going to be cool. And then, you know what? You know what would be funny? The RVs become a thing again when I'm about to retire. And then I'm going to be that 90s, early 2000s retiree driving that shit around the fucking country, around the hauler. I'll be like, you know, RVs are so cheap and I just kept it. Van life is going to be fucking vanquished. And then those vans are actually going to be used. And then RVs are going to be come back probably. I give kudos to some of the van life people who, who actually repurpose like old ambulances or something. Those are pretty cool ones I saw, you know. But just, you know, I, I just go, just buying a delivery van, you know, and then try to hack it and then make it. I just go, dude, 
like and then i i heard there's so many of those people out there and then when i was over in seattle during christmas i think i saw some of this van life people too i just go why are there so many fucking van hipsters around here you know i'm a progressive but fuck i can't take these people <laughs> I can't fucking take it. I'm annoyed. Am I a huge contrarian? Is that why uh, it's a fucking issue? But fuck fan life, man. Fuck these, fuck these people. They got so many, so much fucking time and money, you know. And then if they produce some great invention out of these vans, you know, to solve a world hunger or global warming or some shit, great. But if you're not gonna do any of that, you're just roaming around, just like fucking taking photos that we saw a gazillion times, and no one's gonna fucking use. And live off a licensing fee or some shit. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, like, why? Why are you, like, fucking, like, carbon footprinting left and right? Or just stay at one place in a van. That's not a bad idea either. Look, if you're downsizing so that you wouldn't have so much housing price footprint, like, that's a legitimate issue, like, in the Bay Area and all that, in L.A. But if you're constantly driving around, you know, with a carbon footprint, it's like, you're not exactly helping, man. You might as well just get a home and then just turn down the heat. It's not so environmental. So these people are ruining the world even more, I feel like. How do I know that? Just quantifying it off my head, just guessing, you know, seeing how people drive. Because most likely, these people aren't staying in one place more than a day or two. They're just, like, jumping place to place. That's the point of a van life. Van is supposed to move. I'm just like... Dude, can you just like I was just saying I thought it was, I thought it was stupid. I wanted those sprinter vans just because I thought it would be a easier way to holler at kids and family members in the future. Instead, when I go buy a fucking van like that now, they're gonna look at me and like, oh, young man in his thirties. He looks well off. He's ready to drop all this cash on this Mercedes van or whatever van that you get, Starcraft or some shit. Hmm. He must be having a life crisis. He's having a pre-midlife crisis. He's having a post-quarter-life crisis. This man, he's a sucker. We can sell him this fucking van. I don't want to be perceived as that motherfucker. And these van life people ruining it. I hate him. I hate him. Fuck van life. Fuck van life. So I just want to vent on that. And I'm going to end on that uh, positive note right there. Uh, 25 minutes in. Thanks for listening. Uh, am I am I overreacting here for the van life? If you're going to go van life, go all the way and just buy a fucking RV. That's what I would say. But uh, I cannot wait for the discounts that I'm going to get. If and when I like, you know, I end up getting a family and then holler all these people and then uh, holler all the rugrats and be like, wait, and then I'm like, shut up, shut up. And then like th- that would echo within the van that I would have hollering these kids, you know, and then yell, oh, you know, traumatize them through their youth and just send the TikTok out. That would be a con- like a, my social contribution through the social media network. It would be funny. And then I raise money just making fun of the kids. That's my dream in these fans. Not these van life people. But anyways, thanks for listening. Send me an email. A-O-A-Outlook.com. A-O-A-Outlook.com. Pre-Super Bowl week is coming up next week. Uh, I guess uh, I bypassed a rapid fire question uh, this week. So uh, have a great rest of the week. And then uh, we'll check back next week. I think I said that next week over and over way too many times. All right, bye.